This is Influencing Insider, the weekly webinar that interviews Australia and New Zealand's best journalists about how they like to work with communications professionals. To view our complete library of episodes and register for the live shows, head to influencing.com forward slash insider. Hello and welcome to Influencing Insider. I'm your host, Elliot Richardson, and joining me today from the Bragg Media is Jake Chalinor. Jake will be joining us in a moment. Uh, If this is the first time visiting Influencing Insider, welcome to the show. You can ask questions, just drop them in the chat box on the right-hand side of your screen, and we'll do our best to get to them when we can. So Jake should be joining us any moment now. Also, I want to let you know that we do have a replay available later this afternoon. You'll get a replay link in your inbox, and it is also available as a podcast. Jake, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here, Elliot. No worries. Uh, thanks for joining us. And as I said, you're at the Bragg Media, but you kind of wear a couple of hats there. So can you give us a bit of a breakdown of what you do? Yeah, sure. So I joined the Bragg Media uh, in March. I came along with the Music Network, uh, which I only ran for the last five years before that, uh, and joined Bragg as executive editor of B2B and Print, uh, which really includes overseeing the editorial across our Uh, trade sites, which includes the Music Network, uh, the Industry Observer and Variety Australia, uh, which is a licensed title from Penske Media Corporation uh, in the States. Uh, It's the first English language license of that title uh, around the world. Uh, And I also look after Rolling Stone, Australia and New Zealand magazine. Um, with my uh, editor-in-chief, Poppy Reid. Uh, so that's a, a very broad sweeping overview of the role, but I'm really across you know, the, the business of the entertainment industry, I guess, through Variety and TMN and TIO um, and really pop culture and specifically Australian music through uh, Rolling Stone. So how do those editorial teams then work? Because you've got a couple of titles to look after. Yeah, Uh, so we have a dedicated team that's working across our trade sites every day. Um, Three very seasoned journalists um, in Lars Brandel, Vivian Kelly and Christy Eliza. They've all been covering um, either the media, entertainment or music sector for an incredibly long time. Uh, So their sort of network of base sources, contacts um, and knowledge of the industry uh, really makes for a better product. We don't do a lot of rewriting of press releases and that sort of stuff. We tend to really focus on contextual uh, reporting across our trade sites. Uh, And then for Rolling Stone, it's really just Poppy, um, as I said, my uh, editor-in-chief and I, uh, we tap into um, our trade writers and also the consumer writers uh, that work across our uh, B2C titles uh, as well. But then a great base of of freelance writers all around the world. In fact, the um, June issue of Rolling Stone, which uh, dropped yesterday, uh, was written by a Rolling Stone writer in the U- uh, in the US who's based in uh, in LA. So we really look for the right writer for the right story. And how would you describe what you cover? Uh, in terms of our trade uh, our trade sites, um, variety is the business of entertainment. So it's what's happening in showbiz. It's a lot of screens, so film and TV. We cover podcasting. We cover a bit of radio. Uh, we cover what's happening in tech as it all relates to the entertainment industry. Um, it's very similar but very uh, specific to this market, uh, to variety in the States. Uh, and then on the Music Network and the Industry Observer, it's all about the business of music. So it's what's happening at the record companies, 
uh, the concert promoters, all of that sort of stuff. So it's very much, you know, akin to Billboard in the US or Music Week uh, in uh, in the UK. So it's it's a very different world. Uh, and then in terms of Rolling Stone. Uh, it's really about celebrating Australian music, both here and, and how it's performing overseas um, in terms of the many great artists that are really writing charts all around the world right now, which is incredible to see. But also it extends to pop culture and pop culture's influence on music and music's influence on pop culture. So in a Rolling Stone magazine, uh, for example, in the June issue, which I just mentioned that dropped this week, there's uh, Rufus DeSoul on the cover, who have been kicking it and, and writing charts for over a decade uh, and just won their first Grammy. They're more relevant than ever. Uh, there's a feature in there about how drag race queens are chasing pop stardom. Uh, there's a story about how the founder of the internet is desperately trying to, you know, save it, uh, particularly with what's happening around elections and privacy and all those sorts of things. So it really is about pop culture, but it's skewed towards music. You mentioned earlier as well that um, you don't really rewrite press releases. You're looking for more original stories. So what types of stories? You've kind of gone through a bit there, but what types are interesting to you? Um, I would say we we are open to anything. I mean, we, we tend to hear a lot of things because we've been covering these sectors for such a long time. Uh, you know, we get a lot of tip-offs um, and uh, heads up on a lot of things that are coming, um, which is great. It enables us to deliver a better story than just rewriting a press release. Um, again, just going back to contextual reporting, like it gives us a chance to really look at it through the lens of our readers and, and take the time to get the story right. Um, so uh, in terms of what we do cover, I mean, so long as it's related to, you know, the, the, the primary themes of each of those brands, whether it's the business of music or whether it's pop culture or whether it's the business of entertainment, um, no story is ever off the table. And then obviously, if you're not rewriting press releases, you're working mm -hmm. with PR and comms professionals in a different way. So how do you work with them? Yeah, I mean, there are still instances where a media release comes through and uh, we'll cover it, but we tend to go a little bit deeper, uh, particularly where we have the time or we see the importance of whatever that announcement might be uh, on our sector. Um, but, you know, there's really only a handful of, of PRs that are working in entertainment every day uh, and especially in music. So it is a very small pool. So we tend to speak to them, um, you know, pretty much on a weekly basis, some of them every other day. Uh, whether they're from, you know, movie studios or uh, record companies, uh, we're in constant contact with them and a lot of independents and freelancers and that sort of thing as well. Um, so, you know, I would say a lot of a lot of the communication that we have with PRs is mostly on the phone for all of us. Um, that doesn't mean that we don't like emails or text messages, um, but we do spend you know, a lot more time actually chatting to the PRs, really understanding what the company that we're covering is doing and why they're doing it and why it matters um, versus just you know, an email, hey, this is happening. And so if there was a new PR starting in the industry and, and working in it, how would you like to start that relationship with them? Honestly, email's fine. I mean, it's fine to reach out and say, hey, you know, I'm looking after these companies. I see you cover these companies or their competitors. We'd like to work with you. Can we jump on a call? Um, you know, we, we're, we're really approachable. Um, we see the value in working with PRs. We enjoy working with PRs. 
Um, and I think that, you know, having that sort of intermediary person um, is, is really beneficial. So um, I don't mind if someone just picks up the phone and call me. It doesn't happen that often, surprisingly. Uh, mostly people tend to reach out on email. Um, I definitely prefer the phone uh, and the PRs that I'm close to because I cover the companies that they work with a lot. You know, we're back and forth on text, um, sometimes on an hourly basis on a big story. So then um, what do you make a good pitch if, if a PR is looking to, to get a story in with you and your team? Uh, the thing that I, th I probably find the most frustrating is that we get a lot of very generic pitches, which I understand time is limited, uh, depends on what the PR's client's budget is versus how much time they can spend on it, etc. But a pitch that is really targeted to one of our titles will always get my attention and it will always get a reply, even if it's not quite right. Uh, sometimes I'll take the time to figure out a way to make it work. Um, and slightly reshape it, working with the PR, more than happy to do that. Uh, we've had some of our you know, best stories that way. Uh, so I think it's really just about understanding which site for us it sits on and why. Uh, it, it's very obvious when we get a pitch and we know that they haven't looked at what we cover or how we cover what they're pitching. And what then should be included in a pitch if, if someone is sending it through? Do you like extra collateral or are you um, or are your publications in a position to, to go and source images and the like yourselves? Um, I would say send us what you've got. But really, I mean, if you, you should be able to articulate it in a sentence, right? So that elevator pitch, um, I think, is really powerful because we do get uh, so many of them each day, uh, not to, just to us personally, but we have a, a newsroom uh, email address, which is monitored by all of us, which feeds through into Slack. Um, so we follow that throughout the day very closely. And if that subject line is everything, if you if you can't catch us there, you probably won't catch us at all. But are you then open to PR, say, following up a pitch if they think it might have slipped through the cracks? Yeah, definitely. And things do slip through the cracks. I don't mind a follow-up call or a follow-up text uh, or email, of course. Um, I think that's, you know, we're all really busy, um, all of us. So um, follow-ups are absolutely fine. And are there any trending topics or stories at the moment that you're particularly interested in? Uh, I suppose the big five, for example, today, um, Today, we're focused on uh, the appointment of a new CEO of Sony Music. Uh, we broke the story about um, Sony's former CEO leaving the business, uh, and we've been following that and reporting on that uh, really in depth up to um, the former CEO's departure uh, and since then. So, you know, right now, today, that's what I'm focused on. So if someone came to me with a pitch uh, around Sony's new CEO, uh, maybe it was a leadership expert or something like that, I'm, it's definitely going to get my attention. So I think really looking at what's happening uh, in the news cycle right now for any particular um, any particular site or industry is, is incredibly valued. It's beyond that, there's no particular particular themes. I mean, if it's if you've got something that's pop culture related, Rolling Stone's all about long form. So the story has to have a lot of depth. We need to be able to chat to multiple people. Um, ideally, we need to be able to do that in person. Uh, if there's exclusive images or we can get first run on really great images, that will really help with a Rolling Stone pitch. Um, for the trade sites, um, you know, we're really looking for newsworthiness, I guess. Um, so there's not necessarily trending topics. There might be TV shows that are doing really well for, a, a, you know, a few weeks. Uh, anything to do with Neighbours right now is, of course, doing well because they've just wrapped filming and we're coming up to the uh, season finale. Um, so, you know, it's just, again, it's really just about having a finger on the pulse of pop culture, I would, I would say.
Excellent. I'm sorry, excuse me. I'm dealing with a cough at the moment and it just hit me right, right about now. Um, yeah, so just moving on, um, what do you wish every PR knew about you and your work? Um, I don't really think they need to know about me or, or my work. I mean, they should look at, if they're going to pitch me a story, I guess they should have a look at, at what I've written and what stories uh, I spend more time on than others. Um, but I would, I really, I would just say, uh, pick up the phone and call. Like we, we work with PRs all day, every day. We, uh, as I said at the top of this chat, we see the value in that, um, and more than happy to, you know, take the time to see what you're working on and see if there's a way that we can get a great story going together. And for those looking to contact you, what's the best email address to catch you on? Best email address uh, is jake.chalanor at thebrag.media. Excellent. Let's pop that in the chat box. And if you need it, you can grab it. Um, we have uh, a question in from Brooke. She asks, would you be interested in stories or interviews with creators relating to viral music on TikTok? Yeah, absolutely. TikTok's an interesting one. We, we cover what's happening with the platform and on the platform quite regularly uh, on the music network. Some of the consumer sites within the Bragg Media do as well. Uh, we have on Rolling Stone. We have on Variety um, as well. So, yes, definitely. Excellent. I think we might have one more question coming in. Um, is there a, like a, a, a production schedule or anything that you guys run on? Because, I mean, you know, you've got your, yeah. your, your digital and print. Yep. Um, so, I mean, in terms of online, we're always on. Uh, in terms of print, uh, Rolling Stone comes out quarterly. It's a really thick, glossy, you know, magazine, um, over 100 pages. It's more like a coffee table book. Um, so there's a lot of content in there. Uh, it comes out on the first month every quarter. So the June issue, uh, first week of every new quarter. So the June issue has just come out. The September issue will come out um, on the first Monday of September. Uh, we'll announce that one in a couple of weeks. And uh, in terms of deadlines, uh, you know, we really do work three months out. The September issue is probably at about 95% capacity as it stands right now. Uh, and our deadline um, is end of next week. Wow. Okay. Um, Kelsey asks, are you open to attending PR events? Yeah, we do. Look, absolutely. Yeah, we, we go to events all the time. Uh, sometimes they're, you know, informal uh, catch-ups. Other times uh, they're presentations about what a brand might be up to. Um, we try and go to those things because it gives us face time, not just with the PR, but also with the executives that we're covering at the company, um, which I think leads to better reporting on our part. So, uh, yep, if we are available, um, one of us often shows up. And Carolyn asks, and this will be the final question from the audience. Um, sure. I have a music film doc screening QA that uh, I'd love to send an invite to. Who is the best person in Brisbane? Um, send that to me. I'm on the Sunshine Coast and I'm in Brisbane all the time. Um, so feel free to send it over. We do have stringers, other stringers in Brisbane as well, though. Um, so the best person is just either Poppy or myself. And we look at look at it and figure out who's best to uh, to cover it. Okay, and sorry, just uh, lastly from Claire, uh, what's your career highlight so far working at Rolling Stone? Uh, my career highlight, oh, I can't talk about it yet because it's on the cover <laughs> of the September issue, um, but I've spent the last month um, travelling around uh, with a band um, who is really having a great moment uh, this year, um, and uh, it's a bit of a, an unusual cover for Rolling Stone. Again, I will announce it in a couple of weeks. Um, but I would have to say that's certainly been uh, a highlight with Rolling Stone and uh, excited to get it out there. Excellent. So keep an eye out for Rolling Stone and make sure you buy the September issue. Yes.
Uh, Jake, thanks so much for joining us this afternoon. Um, and we'll keep an eye out for your work, uh, you and your team at Rolling Stone and wherever else you are at the Bragg Media. Lovely. Thanks, Elliot. Appreciate right, it. Cheers. Bye. Thank you very much for joining us this afternoon on Influencing Insider. That was Jake Chalinor from the Bragg Media. As I mentioned at the top, you can get an email link in your inbox a little bit later this afternoon with a link to today's episode. It's also available as a podcast. Also later this afternoon, just search Influencing Insider wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get our full back catalogue of more than 100 episodes featuring interviews with some of the best Australian journalists. Just go to influencing.com forward slash insider. You can sign up for free and get watching. So until next week, I'm Elliot Richardson. Bye for now.